When you were a boy, you formed attachments for all sorts of things. A pet, or a new and exciting toy. But somewhere along the line, something very special happened to you. You got your first schoolboy crush. And that's our story for tonight on... Louise It to Beaver. Starring Louise Gaskin and John Richardson as the co-host. Hey, hey, boys and girls, and everything in between, you're listening to Louise It to Beaver. And guess who I am? Louise. Guess who that and is? I'm John. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get in my my cue right there. Uh, I was still wondering. Uh, I was. I wanted to guess who you were, but then you gave it away. <laughs> I was like, I know, I know. <laughs> it's Louise. Uh, hey, Louise, are you ready to talk about Beaver's crush? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. I I think you're right because I'm as ready as I'll ever be, and it's. It's been a while since we've done one of these, and uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. So me too. Let's yay! Let's let's do it. Let's get right um, in there. Let's uh, let's begin by talking uh, by doing the TV guide versus John and Louise. Okay, so if do you have the TV guide version? Oh no, I don't. Me do you? either. No, I could not find this one, so I'm going to have to rely on IMDb's breakdown synopsis oh, okay. instead. Sometimes I can find the TV guide ones, and I have a question for anybody out in the Beaver universe, the Cleaver, the Cleaververse. I uh -huh. think that the TV guide is only the ones airing on whatever channel has been airing them lately, because mm -hmm. I could get. Epi season one episodes 30 plus synopses mm -hmm. not before you know what let me look and see because it's airing on me tv mm -hmm. and i know that like this one must have aired pretty recently so i'm gonna just google me tv you look and that gonna... up and i'll talk the imdb one okay because imdb ones are user submitted to my oh. knowledge oh well then maybe we ought to wait yeah for the so, googling okay Wow, MeTV, it's like number one show on there is Leave it to Beaver. Number that one that show surprise, in my heart also. Not that that should surprise anybody. No. Uh, okay, let's see. Oh, man, we've... Uh, let's see if I can find on their website. Oh, episode guide. Perfect. Woo! Um, okay, so this one is going to be the MeTV uh, description, and I'm not sure exactly where they're getting this from. But here's theirs. Uh, by the way, this aired on November 22nd, 1957. Uh, Beaver has a crush on his teacher, Miss Canfield. When Judy, Whitey, and Larry tease him for being a teacher's pet, Beaver tries to prove them wrong and places a spring snake in her desk. However, Beaver has second thoughts and becomes determined to remove the snake before she finds it. That's giving a little bit too much away. That's a lot. In my opinion. Yeah. That's a lot. By the way, I'm I'm going to call them out right now because they say Judy, Whitey and Larry, but I'm pretty sure that La that Larry is the name of the actor and the name of the character is Rusty. I think you're right. I'm going to I'm calling out me TV. You heard it. Let's throw down. That's right. We have a score to settle. And before I get into the IMDb and my synopses, I just mm -hmm. want to say from previous episodes, in fact, Water Anyone, <gasps> uh, mm -hmm. I, we were introduced to a character that became a quick favorite of yours, John. His yeah. name is Tui Brown. Tui Brown. Um, and I had said we will meet that actor whose name is Tiger. Yeah. His little brother later in episodes, unbeknownst to me, we have met him before. I just didn't know his name. From the very first episode, Beaver gets spelled, but you just right. said his name. Whitey. Whitey. Is the real yeah. life younger brother of Tiger Fafara. Yeah. Fafara. I looked I looked up the name of the kid and I saw that it was something Fafara. Stanley I, Albert. Yeah. Love it. I saw this for far and I was like, oh, we've already talked about this guy before. Mm -hmm. Let's I can just breeze right past that. But then it's like, no, it was his brother Tiger that we talked about. That's right. 
um, who was in just one episode ago. Um, yeah, my notes say when he shows up and his name comes out, it's like Whitey. Uh oh. <laughs> Problematic. All right. All right. So um, IMDb, very, yeah. very similar to okay. Me TV, says Beaver's crush on his teacher, Miss Canfield, and teasing by the other kids leads him to put a, a spring snake in her desk drawer when his conscience starts acting up. Hmm. He does his best to make sure the snake stays in the desk. I agree. Okay. A lot is come out here, like too much. Too much. Plus, also, it's not his, that his conscience just like comes out. He doesn't want to do it in the, in first, the first place. place. And he tries it to do everything he can immediately to get it out of right. there. Right. Yeah. I feel manipulated so, by these synopsy. Synopsize. So, yes. uh, Louise, what is like rhinoceroses? What is, I don't know. <laughs> what so, is uh, so, what is your uh, description? My description is much like most of mine. It's like, ba da ba da ba da zing. So the beef crushes <laughs> on his teach. Again, kids are the biggest creeps. Being decent means you're a kiss up. And ink on a desk is super easy to clean up because nobody cares about it. <laughs> uh, mine is... The beaver is hot for teacher, but fear of being teacher's pet puts him in hot water. Uh huh, huh, huh. I like yours the best. I did do a double hot in there, mm -hmm. so I hope that nobody minds. I'm sorry. No, I <laughs> mind. We th we thrive on that. We love that. Um, before yeah, well, uh, let let's just get into the episode, and then we'll talk about our our thought. Well, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about our thoughts. Louise, what did you think of this episode? As a whole? As a whole. I had a bunch of problems. Did you? I did. And most of the problems were maybe just personal things. They could be societal, time, space things. Um, I just... My favorite parts were the not talking parts, I think. Although I say that now and then huh. I think back to cute little conversations... Uh, mm -hmm. i.e. the final scene. And I was like, oh, yeah. I do like this part, though. Overall, the scenes were too short for my liking, I think. And hmm. I did a lot of cross-referencing, which took a lot of time. And I think that that time took me out of the episode a little. And it made me... Um, it made me maybe like it less than I should have. Let's start I at the beginning that, and then should we well, have those parts come out or do you want me to call them out? out well, of order? I just want to I just want to get this out there. And um, I think I mean, I think that I liked it more than you did. So it seems. But I will say, I think that this episode could have existed without Ward and June completely. Yeah. And let the other scenes breathe a little bit more. Yeah. 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 I I, I agree with that 100 um, cool. percent. So the first scene. So, Oh, well, before the first scene, go, go. there's the little like intro section, oh, yeah, which the teaser. Uh, we get a little glimpse of Captain Jack, mm -hmm. the dog, not the guy who runs the alligator farm um, or the alligator then, named Captain or, Jack or the alligator named Captain. Wow. I didn't even think there's. Oh, that's so confusing. So there's uh, there's a little moment that comes up later where Beaver is erasing a chalkboard and I just I love seeing and taking note of like what's on the chalkboard because mm -hmm. I'm like, what are they learning in school? So it says Washington, D.C. is a federal and then the rest of it is already erased. And then we have this the following states listed Idaho, Illinois, Indiana. I wrote this down, too, for the second scene. Right, because it comes up later. Yeah. Um. So then we get into the episode. We have an exterior of the house. And I got to say, looks like summertime to me. Looks like summer, summer, summertime. I thought so, but too. But such is not the case because they're in school. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's start mm. off with the with this uh, this first scene where June is calling the kids down. All right. Let's start with June's first look. <gasps> of course. She is in. A dark colored diamond dot patterned belted button up shirt dress with a front pocketed striped apron, arm candy, earrings, 
And get this, no pearls. Really? No pearls? No. But you know what she does have in addition to the arm candy? What? She's got some accessories, two lunch boxes. Oh, two lunch boxes. Okay. Uh, I wish I could have seen what was on the lunch boxes because they're, they wouldn't have just been like plain old. Maybe they would have. I mean, I, I don't know if at the time they, there were children's character, like howdy doody or something uh, on a lunchbox. Or, or, or oh, what would have been cool back then? Like the Hardy howdy, Boys. Howdy doody. Yeah. yeah, right. It's just a it's just a book. Yeah, it just shows a, a book. <laughs> just school lunchboxes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So um, the kids are coming down the stairs. She always or at least in our eight episode knowledge calls Wally down the stairs first. Well, she says, Wally, you're going to be late for school. Then I'm thinking like, oh, is Beaver already like there? What's mm-hmm. going on? I so see two he, lunch boxes. He flies down the stairs, kisses her on the cheek, grabs his lunch pail and like shouts out, you like, you know, bye, mom, love you. Beaver spilled ink on my desk and then slams the door shut. So I was like, yeah. why are you shutting the door if you know the beef is already there? Hence, because you said you said it and there's an additional lunch pail. Then Beaver comes flying down the stairs, kisses June's cheeks as like, bye, mom, I love you. And Wally spilled ink all over his desk and then slams the door. Well, wait, is this when he slams? No, she. Yeah. Oh, no, no. He does slam the door. You're right. You're right. And then he opens it back up to ask some questions. Yes. Uh, Which I found pretty cute. Really endearing. Yes. Really endearing. We already know we love the beef. Yeah. He asks when he's going to be. Grown up, mm-hmm. and she's like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and he asked, like, when she was grown up, and she was like eighteen, but didn't marry her dad until a little later. Um, so, on like in the Beaver's mind, it's like, okay, you are grown up when you are eighteen, and that's when you can marry somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh, another yeah. little tidbit that I loved about this is that after mm-hmm. they're having their little conversation, June grabs the door. Yeah. Handle. He, well, well, he sla- he slams the door shut. But before it can shut, she grabs she the grabs handle. She grabs it. And then and then it doesn't. And she has this little like breath of sigh of relief that like he didn't slam the door. But then yeah. he, I guess, outside real and you don't see this part, but realizes that he didn't shut the door and then takes it, slams it and it jerks her arm with I like with him. I liked that little gag. I did, too. Yeah. Gosh, Barbara Billingsley on point yeah. on point. I feel like those are the moments that we that we watch. Leave it to Beaver for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, that's the, like, good, wholesome, like, real family fun, where it's like, that wouldn't, that would never happen in your real life, but, like, that's kind of the way you would want it to go. The way it would go is, you would slam the door, and then it'd be like, God damn it! Yeah. Stop slamming the door! Yeah. In the same way that I think about shows uh, opening credits from the early 90s, where mm-hmm. you have somebody, you know, going about their business and then they sling their jean jacket over their shoulder and then, like, look at the camera like, oh, right. there you are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to happen that way in life, but that's how I want life to happen. Right. Okay, next time we get together, we're going to, like, just live our lives as if they were on sitcoms. I love it. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited for that. <laughs> okay. So Ward comes downstairs and he makes some comments like, gee, the boys are running late today. And um, June has this like, I th- I'm kind of concerned about the beef. He's been asking me these weird questions. And out of nowhere, and maybe not out of nowhere because it's within the context of the episode, but Ward says, right. like, you know, maybe he's after a cute little thing with pigtails and a turned up nose. And when he yeah. said it, I was like, nope, gross. Just the words yeah. coming out of his mouth. I, like, can't right now. I don't know if it's the climate of uh, of this space and time in 2017 with 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 older men and whatever, but I was like, mm. no, no. Right. Um. So Ward grabs his coat and June's holding on to it really tightly. 
And mm-hmm. uh, she gets like all weird jealous about Ward's like previous crush when he was younger. Right. And I was like, what happened to the June that I knew from previous episodes when Ward gets like flowers delivered to him? Right. And she's like, no big deal. Yeah. I was a little out of character for her to get like weird about that. Yeah. If anything, I would be weird if I were June and I am not. Uh, if I were June, I would have been like, that's kind of a gross thing to say for, you know, a, an adult male. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he, it's yeah. like pigtails and a turn up nose. Like that's what you think kids are into. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. But then he makes some comment about like, oh, no, it didn't happen when I was the Beavs age, which we assume is second grade. It happened to me when I was in eighth grade and she had braces and a platinum blonde page boy. And I was like, "Mm, it's June. That's when they fell in love. Right. Yeah. Entirely possible. Mm -hmm. She does have immaculate teeth. And I mean, impeccable quaff. (laughs) This is this we know is true. It famously impec- impeccable quaff. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we go to school mm-hmm. and we go and we see the chalkboard in the way that it was meant to be seen from earlier, where you find out that Washington, D.C. is a federal district. district. <laughs> but then how does that relate to states beginning with I minus Iowa? <laughs> I wrote down, I want you to see this. Okay. Uh, where did it go? Where did it go? Um, I definitely wrote this down, but I wrote down the, the word Iowa. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I'll explain later. But I think that this is another instance of them trying to get us to guess where... Mayfield is. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But I definitely wrote down Iowa, birthplace of Louise, of That's Louise right. the Beaver fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's when it's revealed that the crush that he has is on Miss Canfield. Yeah. Thanks for spoiling that, me TV and TV Guide and everywhere else that names. IMDb, you know, everything. IMDb. But, uh, I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. She's a total fox. Of course. Yeah. Um, And like she has a wonderful demeanor, Mm -hmm. you know, where she's like relatable, even if you are in second grade. Yeah. But like, yeah, like I'd like to know more about her life, like what's going on uh, after school hours, you know, like who she's hanging out with, like. What does she do socially? Yeah. And with that said, I have a comment later in the show (gasps) about like what you're doing outside of (laughs) outside of school hours. But he the bees like distractedly erasing. He's like being helpful. He asks if he can empty the waste paper basket. And she's like, you just emptied it. And he goes, oh, I thought you might have thrown something else away. And she corrects him. And he has this weird like we're waiting for the characterism that the beef is a scoundrel mispronouncing things just to dissipate but it happened in this episode and then um she she's like oh no that's okay and he walks over to her desk this is my favorite part of the episode minus the last scene where Uh the beave is standing at her desk she's writing on the paper and he is making lovey-dovey beave faces at her Mm -hmm. and there's no dialogue it's just there's this really languid underscoring of violins like the director is Mm -hmm. really milking these lovey-dovey faces i did notice the music in this one and then when the beave catches himself making eyes at Miss Canfield. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden it's like piping flutes and he like right. scurries to put books on all the kids desks, which by the way, he doesn't finish. <laughs> he does not finish. He gets one row and yeah. then it's done. Uh, and then um, that's when he encounters his three friends. The creeps. Yeah. Oh my God. I, all I wrote was Beaver's friends are weird. 
Yeah. And, I have uh, down. These creep kids are the same creeps from the Beaver Gets Spelled. And then my notes say in all caps, reference outfits. And then I later <laughs> went back and I thought maybe uh, they would have filmed the scenes from Beaver Gets Spelled and this episode on the same day so they could keep the kids only for one day of filming. Right. But their outfits are different. So unless they changed outfits, it wasn't they filmed on the same day. They could have done a wardrobe change. Day. I guess so. Um, do you want to talk about these kids for a second? Sure. Yeah. So Judy, Rusty, and Whitey, the aforementioned Whitey. Mm-hmm. Um, Rusty, not Larry, me, TV.com. Um, the information that I could find on them was limited, but there's something interesting. Um, well, Judy, this is less interesting. She became a hairdresser. That was information as of 1998. So who knows what she's up to now? Um Maybe nothing. She could be retired. Uh, she's well into her 60s, possibly even 70s. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rusty, uh, Larry Mondello played Rusty, and he became an insurance salesman in New Jersey. And here's an interesting little factoid about Larry Mondello. When the uh, when they were looking to re I guess revive leave it to beaver and do still the beaver or something like that. Uh, in the eighties or nineties, they wanted to find Larry Mondello to reprise his role as rusty. Mm -hmm. So they hired a private detective to track him down. They found him, went to his house, his wife answers the door and She's like, yes, Larry Mondello lives here. And they're just like, great. We want him to revive his role as Rusty on Leave it to Beaver or whatever. And she was like, you have the wrong person. My husband didn't do that. That's not him. Turns out he never told her that he was a child, a child actor and was on Leave it to Beaver. That would be the first thing I would tell somebody. Uh, by uh, the way, no. I am on a classic TV sitcom. Yeah, I am on the classicist TV sitcom. Uh, I was one of the Beaver's friends. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. How I, does that not come up? How does that not come up? It's amazing. Unless like there was something really like worth uh, stifling. I don't know what, what I'm trying to say. Like, he's just, what's that called? Like he's put on a block or something. Maybe he, he himself forgot. Who's to say he pushed it down so far. He himself forgot. Maybe, maybe he he was like, Hmm. Did he end up doing reprising his role? I don't know. Huh? We'll find out. I did not go as far as to look up Still the Beaver. A decade from now, it's, when we finally finish this podcast. I Oh, my God. <laughs> if we're lucky. Um, yes, we might get the Still the Beaver and the like four seasons of that show or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So uh, going back to the episode. Uh, yeah, he encounters his weird friends who are total creeps and they're like what are you, teacher's pet? And they're kind of ragging on him. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm not teacher's pet. And they want him to prove it by putting like one of those spring snakes in her desk drawer, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is like, really? Okay, whatever. (laughs) I don't know. It seemed a little dull to me, but I've never been a child in 1957. So yeah. I don't well, know when the whoopee always, cushion was invented. I always think, too, like, don't you kids know that if your teacher's pet, you can, like, manipulate them for another 10 minutes of recess or, like, let's read this chapter and then play two rounds of Heads Up, Seven Up. Like, well, as I a former like- teacher's pet, <laughs> I feel like it's better to be on the side of teacher's pet. Well, I also feel like maybe the definition of teacher's pet is a little different for them. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. Because, right. When I think teacher's pet, I think of like suck up goody two shoes rather than like he's 
doing stuff for her just to be close to her, not because he wants to like butter her up for like, you know, extra credit or something like that. I don't know. Because I don't know. Growing up, teacher's pet was like, you know, it, it was very rarely a boy, first of all, because boys just didn't care about school. And if they did, they weren't concerned about the teachers. Right. Um, but I that's think... the whole thing about the patriarchy that we don't have to get into right now. Yeah. But like it was kind of a, a female centric thing. Yeah. And actually, now that you talk about it in this context, maybe it was just the school that I went to. But it was kind of like. If you were the teacher's pet, it's not like you got singled out for personal gain. It was you were the one that was going to make everyone else happier. Like the teacher's pet was the one that the other kids went to to be like, I didn't finish this assignment. Can you stall this so that I can finish it in this five minutes? Whoa, really? Oh, yeah. Teacher's pet was like the person you went to to be like... I need help. Help me do this. See, for me, it was like the person who was always raising their hand whenever every question was being asked. Yeah, that too. And also who would, you know, help distribute notebooks to the kids' desks, like stuff like that too. But it was more just to like suck up to the teacher because to them like, you know, that they wanted to be the teacher. You know, it wasn't because they ah. admired the teacher. It's just because, like, I don't know. It seemed a little bit more selfish. Yeah. I huh. don't know. Okay, cool. I was like, because I had so many times, because I had played the role. We A group of friends of mine and I would switch it around, like, which one of hmm. us at what time was this. But it wasn't like, I mean, we definitely, you know, always knew the answer and raised our hand. Right. But the sucking up was more so that you were in a place to manipulate the situation. If someone else came to you and be like, and was like, I didn't finish my assignment. Can you distract her for five minutes with a conversation at the beginning of class so that I can quick fill in these answers? That is interesting and so manipulative. Yeah. But then everybody's <laughs> assignment was done. Anyway, we're, we have derailed. Back to yeah. the beaver. That Hey, that's okay. This is our show. <laughs> no one listens to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, after a while of like being like, no, no, no. He was just like, yeah, I'm not a teacher's pet. I'll do it. Puts it in the desk drawer. The kids leave and they're just like, maybe you're not a teacher's pet after all. And I don't know. Those kids. Ugh. Yeah. Well, here's the next thing I thought, too, is that for when they were trying to get him to put the, the snake in the in the desk, they were like, you know, what are you, chicken and right. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, would a chicken put a note on somebody's back? Well, I guess he didn't put the note on her back, but like oh, right. laugh at like so and so drinks gutter water. Gutter water. <laughs> yeah. I was like, they know beef isn't a chicken. Right. I don't know why he would get so worked up about that either. Anyway. Yeah, if I were one of them, if it was like, um, uh, what was her name? Judy. If it was Judy, Rusty, Whitey, and John, they would have been like, what's the matter, you chicken? And I'll just be like, maybe he has an internal conflict and this just isn't something that he's interested in doing right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, we don't know what's going on in, in his life. Right. <laughs> or I feel like if it was Rusty, Judy, Whitey, and Louise, they would have mm-hmm. been like, uh, you know, the beef's a chicken. And I would have been like, you guys, we're running out of time. I'll just do it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to do it, I, let's do it. Oh, my God. Can we always put ourselves into the scenes? <laughs> <laughs> done done and done oh i love i love the thought first of all i would never have hung out with judy rusty and whitey Me those either. kids are freaks creeps actually in retrospect some of the kids i hung out with were maybe a little undesirable so <laughs> i shouldn't be talking but i uh, in that scenario yeah it would have been it would have been different had i been there I I would not have pressured him to doing that. I don't know. I was not a playing pranks in the teacher kind of kid. Yeah, me either. But then I was also thinking if I would be in that situation, 
I would have been in the manipulative position where I would have been you guys like you guys, I'll just do it. I'll put it in the teacher's desk. And then the very next moment I would have been like raising my hand, Miss Canfield, I think you should open your desk drawer because Rusty put something in there. I saw him do it. Like, right. <laughs> how easy uh, would have it just been to been like, I didn't do it. Yeah. I, you know, like what? I don't understand why this was such a big thing, but okay. Well, I mean, I think that the beaver just doesn't want her to get scared. Yeah. Which is the tender part of it. Which is the tender part of it. Um, something that just came to mind is that when I was in second grade, I had a teacher who was kind of a babe. She was super cool. She was like 26, which when you're, you know, in second grade, it seems super old. But right. like she compared to the other teachers, like you knew that she was young. And like I remember seeing like an, a ticket stub for like an Aerosmith concert on Heck her desk. Yes. And I was like, she's so cool, you know, and uh, I like I can even remember i'm not calling it anybody anybody's names but like i can remember who the teacher's pets were in that class and uh, yeah i don't know i just brought back like a ton of stuff right now Mm -hmm. but uh second grade that was a good that was a good year for old john (laughs) it was the year that i started learning cursive and i hated it really yeah Uh, mrs duncan cursive hated it if you look at my notes they start off block lettering but Uh, they get into cursive over here mm -hmm. where I'm excited about spoiler alert, the dog. Um, (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right. right, So, um, so moving on, they go home, they're at at the dinner table. They're at the dinner table. People are eating dinner and chocolate cake. (laughs) Uh, June's look two of the episode. It's a dark silk, thick collared quasi plunge. Quasi plunge. It's like it wants to be a plunge. The because uh-huh. the first button is about sternum height, but there's just so much more fabric that it overlaps right. higher. But I would call that quasi plunge. And a heart locket, still no pearls. Two looks. Did the now. pearls go missing? I don't know. That could be like Leave another it to episode. Beaver, the case of the missing pearls. Yep. That's what's on the lunchbox. That's it's what's like on the lunchbox. The Cleaver Boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So they're well. Beaver is still on his dinner because he's like thinking about what happened at school, mm-hmm. presumably, and everyone else is like on to dessert. Which, like, in my family, growing up. And we were no cleavers. We wouldn't, nobody would have dessert until like everybody was ready. If there was a dessert, you know? Yeah. And I'll just say in my family, since it was just me and Mare, sometimes dessert was first because she just couldn't, she just (laughs) didn't have the energy to like fight with me. And she was like, what do you want to eat? And I was like, sugar sandwich, which was just like bread with butter and sugar on top of it. (laughs) (laughs) also side note i had a conversation with mayor recently and she's like i don't think that you are remembering things the way they happened like xyz (laughs) about how things really were and i was like mayor no and she was like oh yeah i guess you're right (laughs) (laughs) that did happen shout out mayor we're um so yeah while everyone else is having chocolate cake yeah ward is super disgruntled Yes, he uh, wants so badly to know what's going on with the kids at school that he gets like really frustrated. Yeah. Oh, it's like they're trying to talk to him. And while he's like, uh, I guess I tried out for the track team, but I didn't make it because I was at the end of the line and they ran out of shoes. Yeah, which I thought was pretty funny. Oh, my God. Classic Wally. But yeah, Ward's like, maybe you ought to try out for the swim team. No shoe problem. Yuck, yuck, yuck. And he's like so pleased with his little chuckle at his weird dad joke. Right. Uh, I don't know. I I got a kick out of that. It was a little diversion from like what the episode's about. I guess. Uh, which is fine because it's like Beaver's not going to talk about it. So someone's got to talk about something. Uh, Ward getting frustrated really tickled me because it's like, Calm down. Yeah, I was like, he's so quick tempered. I have I'm like, they're answering yes, sir. And no, sir. Why are you screaming? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Why don't you ask what your wife 
has been up to. I don't know. Ask her like, hey, where'd your pearls go? No pearls today? Yeah. Yeah. Your signature pearls. Are they being cleaned? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, let's see. Chocolate cake. Oh, yeah. So they're um, the track team talking about homework. And he's like, uh, what's to tell about school, dad? You go in the morning. If you've done your homework, it's all right. If you haven't, they holler at you. That's all there is to school. Yeah, (laughs) I I liked that. I love that. I like really like Wally. I love Wally. Like, I, I feel like I don't think that he and I would have been friends if, if if I was, you know, in whatever grade he's in, seventh grade or eighth grade or something. But like. I would have appreciated the way that he processed things and the way that he would talk about things like he's not a he's not a bad kid. He does his homework because he knows that if he doesn't, he'll get hollered at. So it's like, you know, he just seems like a good dude. I totally would have been friends with Wally. And there's so much later in this episode that are deeper layers to Wally. That's the Wally I want to know more about. Yes, I agree. But um, we'll get there. But but I don't know. I feel like had I just known Wally on like the surface, it would have been like, hey, he's a jock. Not not my cup of tea. Um, so to finish this scene out, uh, they say something to, about the beeve and like, maybe we should have his eyes checked because he like keeps having these like far away looks or whatever. And, uh, June, I think suggests maybe we should call his teacher and ask if he's having a problem in class. And Ward's like, don't do that. Because when we did that for Wally, we got into this whole mess with fractions. And it just made me think about times when I would go home and ask my mom to help me with homework Obviously not fractions or anything science related Mm -hmm. because my mom's a whiz. But I remember (laughs) asking like my grand parental unit, like, can you help me with this? And she would be like, it's my great aunt. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, (laughs) My grandmother figure. um, Hey, can you help me with this? And she'd be like, I never learned that. (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously. Like if any of my, like I have, uh, nieces and nephews and i and well i mean hey i have a daughter but like (laughs) i know that when any if any of them ever have a question for me about homework it's gonna be like i have no idea this is like very foreign to me (laughs) you're on your own good yeah good luck um but i i would love to have seen this uh debacle that they had with Wally's teacher about fractions. Yeah. I guess that show would be called Leave It to Wally. And I would watch it. I would watch it too. Okay. Have we talked about the way that Wally talks? He has like a way of speaking. And and I, that I just, I don't know. I just really find endearing Mm -hmm. and it's no, I've never heard anybody else talk the way that Wally talks. I like I it. Know. I like it too. I like it though. Um, so now we're back in, we're up in uh, the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And we got Wally and the Beaver talking. And um, the Beaver is telling Wally about his conundrum, minus the fact that he has a crush on Miss Canfield. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's talking about like the snake in the desk thing and how he wants to get it out. And Wally is like into this conversation. Until he finds out that it's not a real snake. Yeah. And I think he says, like, still pretty neat. I guess you're not as creepy as I thought, Beeve. Yeah. Uh, Which reminds me of It's a Small World, the, like, pilot where everybody refers to the beaver as a creep. Yeah. Yeah. The other kids, played by Harry Shearer and someone that isn't famous, uh, refer to him as a creep. Um, And then I think to myself, a creep is who would put a fake snake in your desk. It's like they are opposite land. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, in my notes, I do have that Wally knows that Beaver likes Miss Canfield. Did that happen? Am I making that up? Say that, that one I more met? time. Your notes have. That's, they say that Wally knows that Beaver likes Miss Canfield. Yeah. Well, he says... um are you the teacher's pet or something? And he's like, no, but I do like her. Haven't you ever liked any of your teachers? And my notes say, 
and, and I have quotes, Miss Canfield is a lot prettier than Mr. Bloomgarden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think there's like, don't you like your teacher, Wally? And he's like, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, so Wally uh, pretty much suggests that the only way to get the snake out of the desk is to go there at night. And guess what? It's night. Guess what? Oh, and I love, too, how he's suggesting it is like super nonchalant, like it's never going to happen. Like, well, the only way to do that would be blah, blah, blah. And the bee well, yeah. gets his little varsity jacket, puts it on and starts to walk out of the room. And the way Wally like walks around his desk and then grabs the bee by the back mm-hmm. of his shirt and pulls him back in and shuts the door. I like want to know how many times it took them to film that because it's beautiful. The like timing. The, yeah. Yes. And it's like, I don't know if they were like kid actors and they were like, he's going to walk around the desk. So just go stop him. And he just did whatever he wanted. Or if they were like, you have to do these two things, like because the whole way that it happened was just like. Right. Great. The, what I would have done if I were uh, Norman Tokar, the director, is I would have said to uh, Jerry Mathers, I've been like, hey, OK, so what's going to happen is you're going to. Uh, have the understanding that you have to bounce and like as soon as possible. And then I go to Wally and be like, Hey, Tony Dow, here's what you got to do. Don't let Beaver leave the room. Yeah. Do what you got to <laughs> do to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then like magic just happens. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So and then we've... Wally's like, well, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. Right. So they go together. Yeah. Um, then, we go to the school mm-hmm. and we've got uh, Miss Rayburn, the principal, talking super to quick scene, super quick scene. You're right. Uh, not the way that I would imagine this would go down. So she's talking to was it Mr. Johnson? Mr. Johnson. Yeah. The janitor who is like wearing this nice little hat. And. OK, I don't know how things worked in 1957. Maybe Grant Avenue School functions a little differently from where I went to school. Uh, But like, and this has more to do just with the way that people act when there's a class difference. Like, principal, the highest level of like who you are within the school, Mm -hmm. janitor, the lowest. Mm -hmm. And typically those two, you know, they might like say hello to each other, but probably not have a conversation. He's the night watchman. Oh, he's the night watchman. Yeah. But, um, still, I I agree with you. Also, I will bump on this for a second. She says, as she's locking the principal's office, Uh like, uh, something about tonight. And he looks at his watch and says it's right. almost 10 o'clock. And I'm like, Miss Rayburn. What's she doing there? What is she doing there until 10 yeah. p.m.? What is happening? Yeah. Um, and then uh, the night watchman says he's brought somebody in to help him tonight. Right. A dog. And the dog's name is Alfred. And so uh, Miss Rayburn says, I'm sure the school will be safe in Alfred's hands. Or should I say or pause? Or say pause. So, uh, yes, got very excited about a dog. But I was also like, Miss Rayburn probably, like a principal of her school probably wouldn't be cool with a dog being there. I don't know. I'm always least, cool with it. I Well, hey, you and I, you don't have to go into that. But like, I feel like in 1957, different time, there probably weren't like health codes right. that would dictate like, no animals on the bubble, you know, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, or just like some sort of rules about pets. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I think he also says to her Alfred. in that really short scene, uh, mm-hmm. like Alfred's going to watch the place while I go out for a break or something. And it's like, yeah. not only are you like going to bring a dog, but you're going to leave gonna leave your post. And have the dog do your job for you for a second. Yeah, Um, right. So then she's like, oh, wait, a dog can do your job. See you (laughs) later. You're fired. Yeah. (laughs) So we go home really quickly for a super, super quick scene. Um, Right. And the storytelling is out of order because June says, um, 
it's about 9.30, and the boys came down about a half hour ago to say goodnight. Oh, she says it's 9.30. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And the scene right previous was at school. I didn't catch that. And the night watchman says it's almost 10. I did not catch that. Well, I mean, maybe his almost 10 means like 9.28. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't Mr. know. Mr. Johnson. I, you know... Cut the guy some slack. He's got a nice dog. That's true. Um, so, yeah, we go I, back all, to I, school. all I wrote down is back at home, Ward and June have a moment. I was like, it's kind of a nothing thing. It's nothing. Also, if I were writing this episode, I would have eliminated the scene with Mr. Johnson and Miss Rayburn. And when the Beaver and Wally are leaving, they should just say, we just have to watch out because... Mr. Johnson and his dog Alfred are on the night watch. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, but I guess it gave them an opportunity for another little kind of gag moment. I don't know. It was just. Eh. Yeah. So we go ho- we um we go back to school again really yes. quickly. And uh the beef says like, gee, we got in real easy, Wally. And he says, I told you, Mr. Johnson always leaves the door open when he goes out for coffee. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to know this, this Wally. What's he doing after the beef gets tucked in at night that he knows the schedule already. He's already cased the joint a million times with probably Tui Brown and Eddie. Yeah. Oh, Eddie. Yeah. So, and here's what I would have done in the in the scene prior to all this, when they're still at home talking about going to school at night. That's when he says, all right, Mr. Johnson and his dog, Alfred, are always on the night watch, but we're coming in five minutes. He's going to be going out on his coffee run. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Eddie, Eddie snuck in once after hours and he told me that, like, he leaves the door unlocked. But something. He never yeah. keeps Alfred in the same place twice. I don't know. Something, yeah, something, something. crazy like that. Just a flushed, um, out, a, a flushed out scene that breathes rather than a, a quick like well, two line also, cut. Also, this show is about childhood mischief. Yes. You know, you want to see that kind of stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so then uh, uh, Wally sa- or the Beef says, Mr. Johnson isn't much of a night watchman, is he? And Wally's <laughs> like, zing. He doesn't have to be. Who'd want to break into a school or get into a school or whatever? Yeah. So that's when they hear around the corner, they hear Alfred. Mm -hmm. And they're like, and the beef uh, says, um, I don't like school much in the day, but I really don't like it at night. (laughs) You know, which is so good. So good. Uh, So, yeah. um, Wally like peeks around the corner and sees Alfred and Alfred's like, what are you doing here? And then, uh, Beaver gives it an old look-see, and he gets, like, Alfred kind of, like, snaps at him. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, we got to bounce. And they, um, and they, like, get out of Dodge. Back at home, Ward, being the patriarch, says to Baby June. that he is. Says, you know what, June? Before going to bed, I really like a glass of hot milk. What a baby. Yeah. So then she's like, okay, I'll I get will get it for you. you. But, but first, I- going to check on the kids. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, not that I um, felt like any of this was necessary, but like it was kind of a nice touch, I guess. She goes up and she sees that the the bunk beds have kids in them, which... I have to like rewatch some of the older things because I remember the beds being in a different spot in the room, but maybe I'm crazy. Anyway, they were definitely in that spot for the haircut, the haircut. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like they were more towards the center of the room. I don't know. Um, Anyway, she goes to check on them. She sees that there are bodies in beds and she is like, oh, my boys. So wonderful. This is all internal. Mm-hmm. I'm just assuming she's saying these things and yeah. thinking these things. And then she goes to like Pat. Is it Beaver that's on the top? Bunk? Beaver's on the top. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes to Pat Beaver and it's like, 
flat and hard and she's like what the hell mm-hmm. and then um she pulls the blanket out and it's like boxes and stuffed books. animals and pillows and books and it's bouncy it's balls like, or something right so uh she runs downstairs and she's like um she's like screaming at ward like they've run right. away they've run away and she's like hysterical yeah in the meantime, yeah, she assumes that they have like left forever. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, you have to come upstairs quick. And in the amount of time that she flies down the stairs, screams, Ward, 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 talks to him and brings him back upstairs, which is probably like, I don't know, 60 seconds. Right. They go back up. Mm-hmm. The boys have gotten into their beds and somehow not made any noise. While pulling all the books and boxes and toys off of the beds and then put it, even if you shoved it under the bed. Right. I don't know how it's that clean that fast, but I know. I mean, they did a good job at like acting asleep, but like, where do you put that stuff that fast? Right. So if I were June, I would have been like, look down, see all the stuff that was there before and been like. Hey, bozos, I know you're awake. What gives? Yes. Also, I could have just, yeah, completely done without this scene altogether because then the way that Ward handles it is, um, what's the big deal? Kids sneak out all the time. I'm sure they were just getting night crawlers. Right. And it's like, let alone like your kid isn't sneaking out the front door. They're crawling out the window onto the roof, could fall, break their neck. Right. Climbing up and down the trellis and everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Uh, Killing the plants. Yeah. I see. I feel like we could have just done without Ward and June almost completely in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And been like totally fine. Yeah. So uh, let's see where we go. OK, so then. Next day we're at back school. To, we're back to school. Uh, the punk second graders. Try keep on trying to get Miss Canfield to open up the desk drawer. Oh yeah, and wait. Before we get there, though, oh, they're at the locker, and oh, um, right. and Wally says, "Like, look, Beef, I'm late for class. I gave you a good idea. It's up to you to figure out how you're going to do it." Yeah. Also, the camera work, like, it's very overexposed. It's like the brightest bright white light, like shining in on them. Yeah. I don't know. That like threw me off. Um, yeah. So then they're in the classroom and uh, Judy and Rusty and Whitey are like trying to get her. They're like, she's like looking for her ruler and she's like, up. Oh, the bell rings. It's time yeah. for recess. And she's like about to open up the drawer. Um, One of the things I put in my notes was she writes the lesson on the board which is like Mm -hmm. maybe I think it's like arithmetic arithmetic pages like 12 and 13. Then they go to recess. Then the clock goes back to be like 1205 and Mm -hmm. Miss Rayburn comes into the room to look for the attendance form. Right. And well, that was weird because she um, like you must have eaten your lunch really fast. And so I'm like, okay, so they had recess before lunch and it's only 12.05. Well, also, yeah, that's true. But also, Miss Rayburn comes in, sees Beaver, and says, have you seen Miss Canfield's attendance report? And it's like, why are you asking the child <laughs> if he's seen her attendance report? What is What business would he have knowing where her attendance report would be? Anyway. Um, but if you notice, next to the clock, there is a drawing... Of an ear of corn. <gasps> to which I'm wondering, Whoa. are we in Iowa? Are we in Iowa? We're definitely not, because if it's like November Christmas time. Christmas Parallel Universe Iowa, because, because I, it would be an inexpensive bus ride to Chicago. That's true. Uh, I don't know. That's all I've got. Uh I will also say this. They're at Grant Avenue School, which to me means they're on a street named after Ulysses Grant. And they are very much not likely to be in the South. Mm. 
I okay. I like it for this episode. Mayfield <laughs> is Mayfield, Iowa. Mayfield, Iowa, in the springtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So then, uh, camera shot on the clock. It's like right. five minutes to three. They've almost made it through the day. The fat kid, Rusty. He's not fat. Is encouraging. Oh my god! But they try to make him. He's not fat. But they he try isn't. to make it seem like, oh, this is the fat kid. Yeah, you can tell because like in eating. one scene he's like eating a candy yes. bar or something, and it's like that kid's not fat. Yeah, he's, but he's just the like only one eating. bigger than Whitey, who's like a string bean. He's a twig. Yeah. So he's so, okay. You're saying encouraging Whitey, and he like Whitey raises his hand to borrow Miss Canfield's ruler. Right. And uh, then Beave quick intercepts the plan and raises his hand frantically uh, and says, uh, you know, nothing. And so in an effort then to Mm -hmm. stop what's happening, he gets up out of his seat and pulls Judy's pigtail. Yeah. And yeah, so she screams. She deserved it. Jerk kid. Oh my god. Yeah. So she screams. She's like, Beaver, pull my hair. And I this is also something. And she that says, Beaver, did you do that? Or Theodore, did you did do you say this? Theodore? Because yes. I thought I thought that she said, I remember her saying Beaver. She did the first time. She did the first time. The Beaver I, pulled I my hair, and Miss Canfield said, Theodore, did you do this? And, and I noticed that during yes. the dinner chocolate cake scene ward refers to him as theodore i don't know yeah just just an observation um so then the bell rings right and everybody else turns in their paper and gets to go and the beef has to stay late right and he has to write like i will not pull judy hensler's hair Mm -hmm. or something like that Mm -hmm. um and then we kind of have just like a sweet but awkward moment with Beaver and Miss Canfield. You know, we're like, yeah, they're just talking about like, you know, liking each other. And then. Well, Beaver, there's also the moment where he's trying to open the drawer. Oh, and right. She's like, are you looking for this? Oh, yeah. She had already found it. Yep. And. He's like, oh, I hope it didn't scare you, and I'm sorry, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, But then he was just like, I like you, Miss Canfield. She's like, I like you, too. And he's like, good. Because he's like, I asked my mom this morning, and she's like, when I can marry you. And I was like, wait a second. That wasn't this morning. That was yesterday morning. Mm -hmm. I was like, come on, guys. Such simple. Get it together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then she was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm quite a bit older than you are. Um, let's not get ahead of ourselves, buddy boy. Um, but she like kind of lets him down easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was just like being a good kid. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So we go back to the house. Yes. June's third look. It's a three quarter button up belted shirt dress like she is tend to wear um, with a cardigan over the shoulder shoulders. And finally, pearls, the pearls. Uh, Yeah. So back to the status quo. Right. And I feel like so much happens. And then she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I got a call from Miss Canfield today and Here's what went down. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I were her, as soon as he got home, I would have been like, hey, Ward, listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would not have been able to contain myself if I had that good, good information. Yeah. Yeah. I um, also feel like I would have, when we came home from school, been, hey, you want to talk about uh, this? I would have yeah, also right. talked to, to about my kid or with my kid about it. Well, I can understand why she wouldn't, because it's like, I'm sure that he's a little embarrassed, but also like, you know, he's Sad. handled it. It's yeah. done. Broken hearted. No, no need to rehash it. Yeah. Um, 
But then we're up in Beaver and Wally's room. And this is the scene. This is the scene scene that that we've been talking about Mm -hmm. where Beaver like confides in Wally. And then like he's kind of like, did you ever have anything like this before? And Wally's like, kind of like, promise you won't tell anyone. And then Mm -hmm. he tells him that like. He had a crush on the like, uh, was it like a lake house neighbor or something? Miss Hildebrand up at Miss the lake. Hild- up at the lake, yeah. And he would like row out to her house and you know, whatever. Get the mail. Get the mail. That's right. And it, it was just like a sweet moment of like them confiding in one another. Yeah, and and Beav says, but Wally, how could you have a crush on her? Didn't she marry the man who smoked the pipe? So like oh, right. in his the man head, who smoked the pipe. He can still marry Miss Canfield because she doesn't have a husband, but right. Wally can't marry Miss Hildebrand because now she's married. Um exactly. And uh then he says, Wally, did you ever get over it? Yeah. And Wally says you know, like to tell you the truth, I really didn't. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I don't think I'll ever get over Miss Canfield either. I know. It's so, so sweet. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I know that you didn't love this episode so much. I thought it was really nice. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah. But it, it was a pretty solid episode. Yeah. And, you know, we had some child mischief we had a dog yes um (laughs) even though the dog was seen in a villainous light i know alfred what a sweetie pie oh and i believe that beaver even says like that's a lot of dog or something like Mm -hmm. that like he's like uh you know was that your stomach it wasn't my stomach either and then it was like uh i think it's a dog and he's like i hope it's a small dog yeah. <laughs> and then it turns out to be Alfred and he go and he says like yeah that's a lot of dog. Yeah. Um What was so, your, what was your G golly rating? My G golly rating was 4 out of 5 G gollies. Okay. In an effort to keep it even, I'm going to give it a robust 3 out of 5. 3. I I don't want to do like 3 and a half. It certainly wasn't a 4 for me. Um I know that's a really strict rating, but there was just when every I think twice Ward said something about pigtails and a turned up nose. And I was just like, gross. Um, We could have done without Ward and June altogether. I know that the costumer was probably feeling a lot of storytelling because I'll also say that her first two looks were dark dresses and usually June is wearing light and there were no pearls. And then at the end of the episode, she was back in a light colored dress with pearls. And so it was like, ah, everything back to normal after tumultuous times, which is just like individual storytelling through the costume in my head. So you think that there was actually some reasoning behind all of that? I think there maybe might have been. And if not, what a happy accident. But as a whole... I think there were a lot of holes in this episode. Well, I mean, another thought is just like they Beaver's been in second. She's he's had Miss Canfield as a teacher for, as she says, six months. She's been teaching for that long. It is established at the beginning. I don't remember if it was in the pilot that didn't air or whatever, but that she was a new teacher. So no, in the pilot, te- she worked at the Franklin Milk Company. That's right. Franklin Milk Company. So it was in the act. It's canon that she's been his teacher for six months. Yeah. So let's see. September. uh, We can find out exactly what time of year it is because September, October, November, December, January, February. So it's March. So then it ain't Iowa. But so (laughs) it could be if it's late March, it could be spring, early spring. You know, it could just be a nice day. There was a tree outside that looked like it wasn't like full, full, but it was. You know, there's something going on there. I don't know. Just saying. Um, I'm, I like the idea that this takes place in Iowa. I like it, too. Yeah. I'm not going to fight um, it. I'm just going to let it be. Cool. Cool. Um, but yeah. OK. So anyway, she's been his teacher for six months. Don't you think that he would have, like, developed some sort of feelings a little sooner? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Because even like a week is a lifetime for kids. Right. It's true. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I know that I'm was a harsh my, rating. Yeah. I'm, I'm sticking with my four. I'm very excited for the next one to see what happens next. 
And uh, yeah, uh, thank you all so much for listening to this. Yeah. If you liked our voices and our personalities, check out our other podcast. (gasps) I have a great great idea, idea. but I'll never do it. Yes. All about the great ideas that we have that we're never going to do. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. You know how to listen to podcasts. You're doing it right now. So uh, also go to louisatobeaver.com. You can see some uh, images from this episode. And uh, you can also check that out on certain uh, podcast players. Not sure what you're listening to it on now. And uh, yeah, you can email us, louisatobeaver at gmail.com. If you have anything to add, um... And if you are an executive at MeTV, have somebody do their homework before writing your synopses <laughs> or your, it uh, out. your blips. Uh, that was a big one. The character's name is not Larry. No. No. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. And without any further ado. When you were young, you had all kinds of friends. Some were helpful. Some were your playmates, and there were some very special friends that your parents never even knew about. And that's our story next time on Louisa to Beaver.